A look now at a local health crisis as we try to decode why some local social factors might be contributing to an urgent problem in Doherty County, Georgia. Doherty is home to about 93,000 people with a majority African-American population. And according to the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation's county health rankings, the county has an infant mortality rate of 10.8 per 1,000 live births. That's nearly twice as high as the average in the United States. In our series, Zip Code Decode, How Where You Live Matters to Your Health, we see how health agencies across Georgia are working to lower infant mortality by combining intensive clinical expertise with sensitive cultural awareness. From Georgia Public Broadcasting, Bradley George has the story. Going to the doctor is usually a solitary experience. It's just you and the doctor. Maybe a nurse or medical student is in the room, too. But this is the totally opposite experience of that. All righty. So we're going to go ahead and get started. I'm at the health department in Albany, Georgia, and I'm sitting in a circle with six women. All of them are pregnant, and they're all due at the same time. They've already been through the medical part of today's session, urine samples, ultrasounds, blood pressure. Most of their time today will be spent in conversation. It's all part of a program called Centering Pregnancy. Think of it as group prenatal care. So we're going to move into breastfeeding. Breastfeeding. Are y'all excited? Oh, Amanda's looking like. Mm. <laughs> That's Karen Baker. She's a nurse practitioner at the health department. And when she asks these women about breastfeeding their new babies, most say yes or nod their heads in agreement. But Jada Selma isn't so sure. That seems like it's going to be a trial and error type thing where, you know, they say, some people say that the baby will automatically nurse in the hospital, and some people say when you take it home, it won't, and it's frustrating. You have to have call your counselor and get help, and it just seems like a, yeah, like how do you feed him if he doesn't eat or, you know. <laughs> Selma is 34. When she found out she was having a baby, she was upset. You know, it took me a while, the first two or three months of my pregnancy, to, you know, I was very, probably the darkest I've ever been because I just felt so, you know, pushed into this situation where I didn't think I was ready for it. Centering is used all over the country, but in Albany, where the poverty rate is 34 percent, it's aimed at low-income black and Latina mothers. Dr. Jacqueline Grant is director of the local public health district. The best thing you can do, actually, to reduce preterm births and infant mortality is to have great health care for women all the time. But we knew, since a lot of our women are are uninsured prior to pregnancy, the next best thing is to get them in for prenatal care as early as you can get them in. Get women to carry healthy babies to full term, and there's less likelihood of those babies dying in the first year of life. For African-American women in Albany, the rates of preterm birth and low birth weight are higher than the state and national averages. And to change those numbers, there's a lot of myths and misinformation you have to work through. That's where Valina Milling comes in. She's director of the Centering Program in Albany. If I raise my hands up, the cord will hurt my baby. The cord will cut off my baby's oxygen supply. Many of these women, when we start talking about being careful about cleaning and painting the nursery, that always comes up. And that is something that's very real to them. For the program to work, Milling says she and her colleagues at the health department have to meet women where they are. Some may have not seen a doctor since childhood. Others may need a ride or gas money just to get to the sessions. They feel comfortable saying, I just called to tell you that I'm almost out of minutes. And so 
can I give you this number? You know, some of the things that might be embarrassing to tell just anyone, they just feel comfortable with us because we're spending so much time. Each session is two hours. And those two hours, of course, also include a chat with an OBGYN. And we're going to be on camera. But she's not in Albany. She is in Atlanta, 200 miles away. Hi, Ms. Miller. How are you? Good. And this is Mr. George. Hi there. So nice to meet you. Dr. Ann Patterson specializes in obstetric care through telemedicine. It's a needed service in Georgia, especially in rural areas. Patterson is also president of the state's OBGYN Society. She says there are 39 counties where women have no access to prenatal care. Many rural hospitals have closed their OBGYN units in recent years because they're not financially viable. And so these women have to drive a long way. And there are some studies out that show that if you have to drive more than 45 minutes, the risk of having preterm labor is higher. Certainly some of these women are are passing seven or eight counties before they get to obstetric care. To close the gap, state leaders are looking at telemedicine, like what Dr. Patterson does. And they also want to see if they can attract more OBGYNs to rural areas by paying them more to see Medicaid patients. They're also looking at programs like centering to bring down the infant mortality rate. Jada Selma, who you met at the beginning of the story, says it's made a big difference for her. Her worries have turned from having a baby to what to do after he's born. My family is in Atlanta, and, you know, my baby's father's family is in Atlanta, but I have no family here. So if I'm still here before the baby's born, how to find a good daycare? Somebody, I, somebody that I can trust, I'm just, I have a lot of fear about that. Selma's baby boy is due in July. For The Takeaway, I'm Bradley George. You can find out more about our series, Zip Code Decode, at thetakeaway.org slash countyhealth and find out how your community ranks at countyhealthrankings.org. The series continues tomorrow with a visit to Henry County, Tennessee, a very rural, very religious community looking for ways to improve rates of physical activity. We're asking you, how would you rate the health of your community from Greenville, South Carolina? I would give it a four. We are a small rural community. We do have a hospital, but it has been plagued with problems. And while it was recently purchased by a larger healthcare system, I understand that the transition has not gone smoothly. Weight issues, diabetes, heart problems, smoking and cancer are all rampant here. Our unemployment rate is high and jobs that are available don't pay well and have no health benefits for the most part. My name is Manny. I'm calling from Miami Beach. I live in a wealthy area. It's very healthy with everyone eating fresh organic food and constantly jogging, walking and biking. It takes a lot of money and free time to eat healthy and exercise. The 1% are not only wealthy, but also very healthy. Where my neighborhood is lacking is in psychological health. I've never seen so many rich, healthy, unhappy people. From Miami to Great Barrington, Massachusetts, oof, it's a pretty sedentary community, unfortunately. I'm thinking about moving to Salt Lake or Seattle, where the culture of cool seems to be one of recreational leisure. Bridgeport, Connecticut, my community, a pocket between rich Fairfield and a more rural mid-state. We can't afford the expensive health foods and can't grow them or get fresh eggs from neighbors. Local fast food chains are financially healthy. We are not. How does your zip code affect your health? 8778 take is our number. Love to hear your story.